What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hello there. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today's episode is the five qualities you can't see from the outside. Now, here's what I was thinking. I was writing that title and it actually caused me to remember to think, oh man, that's quite the series of words. I remembered back in, so I've been in business for five years and often I only talk about those last three of the five because the first two were $6,000 years. And in my mind, I actually write them off as non-existent. But I've been thinking about that more lately. And it's like, when I do that, I actually write off a part of the journey of what it took for me to create that third year being a $120,000 year. Because often the way I will paint the picture is my first year I made $120,000, but I didn't. And it's not that I've hidden those other two years. It was that in my own mind, that's the story I was telling myself. And yet, what's really valuable about those first two years is the habits that I had. And so this episode today, when I think about the five qualities you can't see from the outside, the number one thing I spent two years doing was watching successful people and mimicking them. Now, let me let me give you a perfect example of this. There was this woman, um, I don't exactly, I think her name was Melissa. I'm pretty sure she taught something to do with sales. I don't know, right? But she had a Facebook group and she was very, um, very well trained in how to engage people and she did a great job. And I just remember thinking watching her, Oh, I need to have a Facebook group. A Facebook group is how I'm going to build a successful business. Or I watched what she sold, right? A lot of times I was just like studying the people. And so I watched what she sold and I was like, oh, she sells a low priced offer. That's what I need. Or I watched what she did in her funnel, or I watched the kind of training she did. Oh, she's doing a five-day, one-hour-a-day training. And then at the end, she's selling a thing. Ah, that's what I need to do. And so I was constantly watching other people. And based on what they did and my perception of their success, right? Because we never really know. I was mimicking what I thought it took to be successful. And so I built a Facebook group. I don't even remember how many people I had, 5,000, maybe 10,000, I don't know, right? I had a Facebook group of lots of people and I just remember thinking, this isn't what I thought it was gonna be. This isn't what I thought I was creating. This isn't what I wanted, right? I didn't want to manage a Facebook group. I didn't want to be learning how to engage people and coming up with ridiculous questions that I could ask every day because that's what you do. That's what she did. I didn't want to do that. 
And so today's episode is about those qualities that you can't see. Because when I think about the difference between those two years in making $6,000 each year, and then I think about the last three years making over six figures each of those years, the difference isn't on the outside. The difference is on the inside. It's how I am inside, how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, how I am strategically approaching something, not necessarily from this moment, but from that longer term vision of what I'm creating and who I choose to believe that I am. Now, I thought about which direction I could come at this from. And so this isn't necessarily a super beginner, like if you haven't made any money, But I still think even if you've made no money, you can listen to this and you're going to get something of value because this is going to open your mind to what to watch for and what to do, as well as inviting you into becoming this way right now. So here are what those five uh, inside things are, right? Qualities, habits, whatever you might want to call them. So the very first thing that I do that you can't see from the outside is that I believe in coaching. Now, why is this relevant? Because I sell coaching. Now, let me get more specific here because this is one of the things that I teach my clients is that often what we think is that if you want to be excellent at sales, that you have to go read a sales book. You have to go take a sales training. You have to go and, you know, learn excellent copywriting. But the the base of being excellent at sales is that you love what you sell. You believe in what you sell, right? Who is the best person to sell a luxury car? The person who owns a luxury car, a person who loves luxury cars, who just geeks out on all the little details of them and the fineness and the quality of them. That is the best person to sell a luxury car. So I want you to think about what you sell. Now, for this, we're going to talk about selling coaching because that's what I sell and that's who I help. And so when you think of selling coaching, the inside quality, right? The thing people can't see is your belief and love of coaching. Now, it is the foundation, so, so let me get even more specific, right? I don't just love coaching. I use coaching, right? I use what I love on myself. So today, for example, I go to this 20 minute coaching call. I get two of them a week with this program that I'm in. And I just love a 20 minute hit of coaching. And I love all the different ways that I can approach it. And all of the different ways that I can come to that call, even sometimes not having something to get coached on, but but coming from an angle and how I can walk away completely different, right? I feel the impact of coaching. And what does that do, right? Because I love coaching, I sell coaching, I use coaching. Notice what I'm actually doing is I'm building up a lot of thoughts and experience with this thing that I love selling. Because when people talk about loving coaching, 
This isn't like I used it once and now I love it, right? Sometimes we do that, right? Sometimes we will use something one time. Like maybe you use a snowblower and you're like, I just love snowblowers. Everybody needs one. They're the most miraculous thing ever. But if you've only used it once, you actually only have one set of thoughts, one area, one time frame. You're like, well, I love it when there's a snowstorm. But it's like, but do you love it when you have to empty the gas out at the end of the season and you have to like make sure you remember to keep the oil changed and like maintain it even in the times when there is no snow? Do you still love it then? Right? But when you sell something, if you used a snowblower every day, imagine how different your love, your like ability to wrap your mind in and out of like, this is who needs one. This is who doesn't need one. This is what I love about it. Here's what you need to know, right? Like very detached. Like you don't have to buy this. It's no big deal. But here's why it's fantastic whether you choose to buy it or not. That is what's happening inside of me when I think about loving coaching. Like, of course I use coaching. I'm thinking about how much I love it. Like every single day, I am basking in the miracle of coaching, right? I'm in this program right now where it's like, it's all about having even better sex. And it's just these coaching tools. And because I'm using coaching just in that area, I am just having one more area of my life where I'm like, oh, coaching is the best, right? So it's every angle. Now, there's one more layer deeper to this that I want to touch on. And it's this idea of coaching, just straight coaching, right? What is coaching? Mm, It's not really the time for this, this conversation, but there's two types of coaching that I think of. There's the coaching where you just coach. And then there's coaching where you're following a process. And I've spent probably three years thinking that I need a process and actively thinking that I don't have one, even in the face of evidence that would say otherwise, right? My brain has just ignored and chosen not to think I had a process in, 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 instead being like, I need one. Now I'm saying that for all of you listening who maybe are stuck inside of that, I need a process zone. And the reason that I have been able to sell almost a million dollars worth of coaching in the last three years, all while believing that I don't have a process and need one, is because there's something else I believe in. It's that I believe in the power of just straight coaching. Plain and simple coaching. Helping somebody see their mind, helping them get to the root of an issue, like seeing the the formula and the equation in something that they can't see it in and then helping them get there themselves rather than me telling them right because that never works right I believe in the power of coaching even without a process even without it now right and then I have that belief that a process is good as well But the reason that I can sell so much in coaching with that other belief is because I just believe in coaching. And I want to invite you to check if you believe it in it as well. Just the way it is. No process, no step-by-step nothing, just coaching. Somebody brings something, you coach it, right? Do you believe that is, is, is worthy of whatever you charge, impactful beyond words, 
So that's the very first quality that I have, right? It's that that's the thing you can't see is my belief in coaching. The second thing is that I have a vision of what I'm building, right? And this kind of goes hand in hand with I believe that I'm an entrepreneur, Now, I've been believing that I was an entrepreneur since I was 18, right? I've been building that belief in myself by listening to audios, by listening and reading books, by surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs, by um, very simple things, right? And so I've been building that belief in myself that I was an entrepreneur. And so even though actually my entire adult life, right, because I built that belief before I had real jobs, I actually never thought of myself as an employee or I thought of myself as kind of a bad employee (laughs) because really I thought of myself as an entrepreneur. And so what I have that you can't see, right, a quality that is not visible from the outside is that I see myself as an entrepreneur and I have a vision for where I'm going and what I'm creating. And so often what I see are coaches who are stuck inside of a decision based on where they're at right now because they don't have that vision to guide them. They don't have that sense of self, right? That belief about themselves of being an entrepreneur of, um, right? Because that's really just a self-identity. I choose to think of myself in that category, but they don't have that. And so what they have is this, this future of uncertainty, this future that they just don't know what the right answer is and they don't know what they want and they don't know what to choose and they aren't really sure what to choose today to stack up to create what they want in the future. And that actually kind of ties back into last week's podcast, 105, on goal stacking, Because goal stacking is all about having a vision for where you're going and stacking that goal so that your choices today also equal and lead up to the choices that you want a couple years from now. So the thing you can't see that I'm doing, right, is that I am creating this vision of where I'm going. I have this belief and I'm, I'm always just developing it in new little ways, Right. And so this week, for example, I've been going through this course on how to manage employees. So that's a skill I want to build for this coming year. And so one of the things it asked me to do was to set a 10 year goal. And I saw all those thoughts come up where I was like, what? I have no idea what I'm going to be able to create. I shouldn't even set one because, well, I mean, what if I just blow it out of the water or like, oof, I have no idea. Like then I'd pick a number and I'd be like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do that? And I just watched my brain rotate between that. And I remembered something really simple. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Just pick, just pick one. Right, because I might blow it out of the water. My goal was in, what was it? My 10-year goal. So 2031 is to have a $20 million business. Was it 20? It must have been 20. I'm scared just telling you that. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, whose idea was that? Oh yeah, it was mine. (laughs) Which means five years from now, I'll have a $10 million business. But when I think about that 20 million in 10 years, here was the other element that I put to it was that I don't just want to have a $20 million business. I want to have a $20 million business and I want to have spent the last 10 years just completely involved in my life. Because when I think about 
a $20 million business. What I picture is something I don't want. I don't want a job, a business, whatever, right? Like I don't want to create something that requires so much of my time and effort that I don't have time to be with my family. Because when I think about the next 10 years, I have a four-year-old, a six-year-old, and a 17-year-old. And I think about 10 years from now, I'm going to have a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 27-year-old. And it's like, I don't want to miss a minute of that time. Now, I say that I actually do want to miss lots of minutes because I do want to work. (laughs) So there are lots of minutes I want to miss, but I don't want to miss the essence of it. Like, like this week, we had a, a big snowstorm. My brother called me and he said, they canceled work. They never do this. We must go sledding. And I was like, yes, I'm in. Let's do it. So we pack up the children and we head up north to where my brother and I are from. And we go to this huge hill that my brother used to sled on as a kid. And we go sledding as a family. Oh my gosh, you guys, I do not remember sledding being so much work. (laughs) That was a workout. But here's what I loved about that was that I was getting to balance and create exactly what I want, even at a $20 million business. And it's the kind of thing where I can make choices and still create the results that I want in my business while also choosing my family and my life. I think about it then the next day and I saw my brain, but my husband was like, oh, I need to go and um, clear out the snow for the people who are going to come and work at the old house. And so, right, I had this inside of me was like, oh, I really need to get to work. I got some stuff to do. And yet I was like, you know what, though, I've already like, I'm going to be with the kids right now. And so I'm going to be here with the kids. I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm not going to be up in my office while while they just play in the house. I'm going to be with them. We're going to do a puzzle. We're going to, we baked a cake. We did a puzzle. We (laughs) did all sorts of stuff. And it was that sense of like, I'm not going to wish I was working when I'm with my family. And so, right, when I think about creating that bigger vision of a $20 million business, yes, I have a vision of it. And every day I'm actually practicing the type of business I want to have at 20 million right now. That is something you can't see from the outside. The third quality is a willingness to break and question every bit of my belief. Now, this is actually a very interesting thing because so often people don't even know, right? Like I remember when I learned I had thoughts and I just remembered that like, what? You're kidding me. I thought everything my I heard in my mind was just true and a fact. I didn't know it was optional chatter. I didn't know I could turn it off. I didn't know I could control it, right? All those thoughts running through your head, all of it's optional. Just in case this is the first time you're hearing that, (laughs) it's all optional. You can turn it off and you can influence the direction and the type of experience you have inside of your own mind. Man, I feel like if that's that one thing, if, if somebody hires me and gives me money, it doesn't even matter how much money. That one, like, oh, like sink inside of your body inside of comfort and relief and calm of like, that right there is worth every dime you would ever pay me. That skill to do that, oh, I'm just like teary thinking about it. 
think about how that ties back into number one that I told you though, right? Believing in coaching, man, I believe and I actually find practice like like that amount of money, whatever it is you pay me, it's always worth it. And I see it in those little things that have infinite value. When you learn how to not think, oh my gosh, you guys, there's no amount of money you could pay because that is so valuable. Sorry, I digress. We're on number three. (laughs) But it's that willingness to break any belief and question your mind. So I'm going to give you an example. (laughs) Raw and real, you guys, right? Because this isn't just theory. This is like, what does that actually look like, Elizabeth? So you are always having thoughts and beliefs. They are influencing us all of the time. And so one of the things I see in entrepreneurs is often they are leaning on beliefs that they picked up as an employee or just like from your parents who are also usually not entrepreneurs or if they are, they're like the the beaten down entrepreneur or the let me warn you so you know what the hardship is going to be. And it's like, you don't need that. <laughs> right? So it's like we pass on these beliefs and then we have them in our mind. And it's something simple like believing that being an entrepreneur is hard. It's something simple like believing that if you want to be an entrepreneur, you're going to work more hours and you're going to struggle to make money and people aren't going to pay you and, you know, they're not going to value what you do and you're going to have to like really struggle to get that money. Something, right? And it's like, those are basic, simple beliefs that somebody might have coming into their business and not even realize it. And the idea is, is that I am willing to watch for all of it, right? Because sometimes we think, oh, I have, to, I have to figure out all of this stuff at once. And we then start to approach ourselves like we're broken, like we're, we're in need of fixing instead of The way I approach myself is just like, everything is good. This is working. You guys, I often laugh at how like confused I've been about something that my coach has told me to do for like a year or more. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I made so much money, completely confused about what she was telling me to do. And then the minute I have the aha, it's like, ah, I get it now. And so I am willing to just see the stuff as it comes to believe that I am whole and perfect and valuable and able to help my clients right now as I am. And then just watching for beliefs that come up that I realize, because there's going to be a lot you don't realize, that I'm just like, oh yeah, that one right there might not be helping. And then you know what I do? I celebrate them with myself. And it's like, what is celebrate? It's just kind of this little like, woo, look at me. Like, oh, that's a good one. Good job, Elizabeth. But it's also this feeling I have in my body. And it's a feeling of like elation, of happiness, of um, accomplishment maybe even. And so let me give you an example. So you're going to have a ton of beliefs. But this is one that I just saw recently. And, And this is it, right? Like the other thing I like about this is that when you're willing to break down any belief and question it, you also aren't judging it. You're not like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was thinking that. I can't believe I was believing that. I shouldn't have been. I should have caught this sooner. No, none of that. When you're just like willing to break down beliefs, there's also what comes with it a sense of acceptance that they're there. Of course they are. It's not a problem. And so the belief that I saw, so I, I joined this program and I watched 
my mind. I didn't know. I didn't know this was happening, right? But I looked back and I was like, oh, I was like being critical of what she, what my mind told me she should have done differently. How I wish she would have structured it. What I think I needed different. And so I was sitting there being critical as though, it's so interesting because I wasn't actually thinking anything bad about her, but it was like, I was, I was like judging this thing that she's created. And here's why this is really valuable for me to catch is because when I judge somebody else's something, here's what I'm not doing. I'm not inside of it, believing it's exactly what I need. I'm not inside of it, just using it and getting the most out of it. And so when the other flip side of that is, it's like if you're outside of it and you're judging it like I was, the thing is, is that that always comes into what we do in our life to ourself. And so when I saw that, I was like, ah, oh, there's just one more way that I put this heavy yoke on myself to create something perfect the first time, to create something that's just thought through every single thing that a person who's using it could want and need right? You, you see, right? Like when I put that on her where I'm like, oh yeah, you should have had this or that. I'm expecting her to do something that I'm expecting myself to do, that I'm cutting my own self down for, that I'm holding myself to this impossible standard and therefore slowing my own self down rather than celebrating like, man, she got that out there. Good for her. Like this is really good. I love this. Here is everything I love about this, right? It's not like trying to positive think it, it's, it's truly genuinely seeing how it is perfect because in seeing my own criticalness, right? I was able to see that belief again. And it's like, every time you see a belief, you get invited to break it down, to stop believing it, to take that belief away. Not because you're trying to cover it up with some positive poly jelly, but because you are actually breaking down the belief so that I think about it, breaking it down like it used to be um, like a hard rock. And every time you come at it again and you break it down, you have this, this like hammer and it's like pieces of it come off. And eventually that rock is completely distributed where they're just tiny little rocks. And so when your mind catches a whiff of it, it's like, eh, no, I definitely don't believe that anymore. Right? It's, it's just not even an issue anymore. You're like, no, I don't believe that. So a quality you can't see about me and a quality you can't see in successful entrepreneurs is that they are willing to see their beliefs, not judge them and question them all. Question them in line with, and this comes back to that goal stack, question them in line with who they're becoming, where they're going. If that belief and quality and habit is going to serve them in the long run and if they want to keep it right? But it's building that, it's breaking those beliefs down that aren't going to help for that future vision. The fourth thing is that, and this kind of ties into the last one, but it's that I accept myself and my journey for exactly what it is in this moment. Now, I kind of touched on that in the last point where it's like, you're going to see beliefs. And when you see something, right, even if it's thinking something mean about somebody, and you're like, oh, right, this is where the acceptance comes in. Ah, oh, I was thinking that thought, right? 
And I think about this example with this person's program. And it's like, I have such an acceptance and love of myself inside of that. Because I know that my thoughts don't mean anything about her. I know that they're just a reflection of my own self, of my own stuff that I need to work on, of the meanness and the harshness of the standard that I have for myself and that I'm then putting on other people as though it's real, right? So it's that acceptance of like, yep, there's another area, but that's okay. I think about it too in terms of accepting the journey, the journey that you're on, Because so often we have this sense of belief that there is a right path, that there is a simpler path, that there is a, um, man, just a right path, really. (laughs) I think there are simpler paths, but sometimes, right, because when I think about what I can do for my clients, I do make the path simpler. But here's the thing. Even if I say, here are 10 things that, that could help you in making this path simpler people don't always choose them and so when I think about my job as a coach it's like my job as a coach is to help them understand why I recommend this path like what thoughts that I have and why I've thought like how I've thought this through and in what situations this works right because what happens is is that we all ultimately have our own path we have our own journey And sometimes it takes us time to be able to hear and understand and take away what somebody was teaching us. And it's not because we're broken. It's not because anything is wrong with us. It's not because we're never going to get there. Sometimes it's just the, it's just the space and time our brain needed, right? But notice how it's like, it's being in this moment and saying, I don't, I can't, there's no purpose in judging what happened in the past right? In this moment right now that you're in, you have the choice of working through things more quickly or more slowly, of choosing things and just understanding that there is no right choice and that you're just moving forward and you're finding out and then you're making some more decisions. But it's the sense of acceptance of the journey. Even today, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. My coach has been trying to tell me this and I didn't get it and I get it now. And I think about how much money I've made not getting it. And I think about so often where we as coaches, we believe we have to just be getting it all right and doing it all right. And that that's the reason we don't have the result we want. But it's never the reason you don't have the result you want. Now, could I be making more money if I was getting this? Yes. But right, like 400,000, 300,000, that's not too shabby, right? Like even in my failure, I am excellent right? I am exceptional. And so when you accept that your journey, the past journey just is what it was, it's no big deal. And that you're in this moment. And that this moment is the one that you get to choose and you get to use and you get to create what you want, right? You get to redecide things. That acceptance is something people can't see from the outside. It's not a judgment or sometimes it is and it's an acceptance of the judgment and then it's like bringing it all back around, right? It's even accepting the judgment. Like, yeah, I judge people. Yeah, I judge myself and I can accept that about myself, right? Yes, I might think some thoughts that I wouldn't want to share with people, (laughs) 
(laughs) It's a lot easier to share them when people know that they have thoughts, but right? Like people who don't know that they have thoughts, you're more careful about how you say things. And right? It's that acceptance of my humanness. You can't see me accepting my humanness of seeing it as normal, of seeing it as something that everybody experiences. I actually think about that as being one of the very first ahas that I had. So in the three years of making money in my business, I've spent 100% of it in a group coaching environment. So I've had one-on-one coaches off and on, mostly because I was telling myself I should, which was an awful reason. And one of the very first ahas I got from being in a group coaching environment was that realization that everybody experienced basically the same thoughts, basically the same problems, basically the same experiences. And it was that realization that I wasn't alone. I wasn't some unique, you know, problem broken person Really, I was like everybody else. We all had similar thoughts. We all had similar patterns that were slowing us down and getting in our way. And so when you have that acceptance of your own humanness, it creates this very fascinating uh, phenomenon where you're able to move more quickly because you you aren't being slowed down judging your humanness. You aren't being slowed down fearing being a human. You just are like, whoops, I was a human again. (laughs) Yep, that happened. And then the very last quality that you can't see from the outside is that I do not dwell in the past or try to figure it out. And so I want you to think about um, anything that might happen, right? So often what I see is that people spend their brain space in the past And so when they don't create a result they want, they are just like, I don't know why I need to figure this out. And it's like, they almost create this pressure around trying to figure out why. Now, it's not to say don't learn from yourself, right? That's one of the things that I teach is how to learn from yourself so that when you don't create the result you want, or you do, that you know exactly why, But it's never from this place of pressure. It's never from this place of looking at the past and judging it or feeling uh, ashamed or worried that if you don't figure out the past, that the future will just be an identical replica of it. So I don't spend time in the past trying to figure out why. Here's what I do instead. I start right now in this moment and I focus on what I want I focus on what I want. So if I want something, right, if I want to create a result, if I want to create a thing in this world, whatever you're creating, right, a client, money, whatever, I start right now in this moment and I just think about, okay, what do I want to create? What do I think it's going to take? Okay, what do I need to believe in order to be doing that, right? I go through a process of creating that result And then this is where the interesting part of of acceptance comes in. I just know that my old habits and patterns are going to be there with me. But I'm starting in that moment knowing like I just get to start right now. Another belief that I have that pairs with this is that the the past is not an indication of the future. How do I know this? Because I know everything that I created that I had never created before. 
right? When I had two years of a $6,000 business, I couldn't go into year three thinking, yep, it's probably just going to be another $6,000 year. I don't know how to create anything else. I've never done it before. I don't know what that looks like. No, that year I had to just keep thinking it's possible to create a $100,000 business. These other people are doing it. I think I can do it too. It's possible. And I just took one step at a time, focusing on what I could see, not trying to think of all these problems needed to be fixed, but that I was whole and perfect and exactly who my clients needed in that moment. And that everything I needed was going to be revealed to me in that next moment. And then I would work on it. And so I just stayed in that moment and I worked on one thing at a time as it come up. Because what happens is, is when you then look over a few years, is that when you just handled one thing at a time that came up, next thing you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I handled like so many things, but I didn't do it in that like I'm broken and everything needs to be fixed immediately. I did it in a way that felt really simple and easy and holy moly, look how different I am and look how different my results are and how calm and easy it all felt, right? So that is what you can't see from the outside building a business. I'm going to recap five qualities you can't see from the outside as a coach builds their business, but that you need to see, right? So that you can mimic them and when you, and so that you can mimic that behavior and that you can be on to yourself when you're not mimicking that behavior. So here's what it is in summary. Number one, believing in coaching and using it, believing in the thing you sell and using it. Like the person who sells luxury cars, right? I want you to be thinking about that. Who, like, how am I going to be the best at selling the thing I sell? I'm going to be the person who uses it. I'm going to be the person who sees the value of it everywhere. The second thing is, um, oh, I'm trying to read my notes from far away. I put my paper down. I'm like, I don't know what that says. (laughs) Number two is having a vision of where you're going and what you're building And choosing to see yourself as an entrepreneur as you build your business. The third thing is a willingness to see, break down, see and break down any belief, right? Questioning the beliefs that you have and questioning them against that vision of what you're creating. And really that willingness to break them down as many times as it takes, right? I think about that rock. You're, you're hitting it with the hammer as many times as it takes. The fourth one is accepting yourself on this journey and the journey being exactly what it needs to be. And last one is not dwelling in the past, but starting from where you are right now as a whole and complete human and just doing it one thing at a time. Okay. I love it. I love getting to create this for you. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. (laughs) These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.